This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and as ever, we will be joined by Danny Baker. Uh, there is no uh, special guest this weekend, but if you do want to come on to the podcast, then please drop us a message, and we'd love to get you on uh, to discuss everything Wimbledon. Uh, so tonight or today, we're going to be discussing Mike Buckley. He has now become our CEO. Uh, we're also going to dis- uh, discuss some transfers. Uh, is it going to be one out, a couple in before the window closes? Uh, we'll go over Barrow and what the club has done with regards to free tickets. Uh, but first off, we'll be discussing, uh, continuing the discussion we have with Mike Hummer and just me and Danny discussing youth team players, some of the best youth team players we've got, and maybe if we can field a homegrown 11. Uh, and I'll introduce our guest, which is Danny Baker. How are we, mate? You all right? I'm absolutely marvellous. It's, it's, it's bloody hot this today. And I've been, yes. we've been running around. We've got the little one. And looking at nurseries, which has been a bit fun, <laughs> sort of like it's it's a bit weird because obviously you've been having looked after for so long. Looking at nurseries, my question tonight, Lee: How old you've brought your kids to football, right? Yes. How old do you think is an age suitable for to bring your kids to football? What did you? Uh, what, what were the things that you needed to see for them to come? Because I'm looking at Dolly, thinking I'd love to bring her to a Christmas game, but then I was like, no, she can't even stand up straight. Yeah, what, what, what do you do? I took Ethan when he was, oh, I don't know how old he was. He was about 10, 11 months, I think, when he first Did played you? the game. When his first game, he had the old ear protectors on. Yeah. And everything like that. He kind of, he was 10 months old when he came. Yeah, 10 months when first game. Uh, he hasn't come to a game since and don't really like <laughs> football too much. Uh, it was Wickham at home. So, yeah, probably. Oh, Jesus, him, yeah. Pick your game. Kind of, I don't really take him as much when I really should. It's one of the things. I'm how really old should. is Ethan now? He's six. Oh, right. But okay. He's, not, he's more into computer games than he is into football, 
where my firstborn Jack, I didn't really have a choice. I, I split up with his mum and yeah. was like, what do I do with him at weekends when I had him? And I was like, I don't really want to miss the game. We were, he was living in Wimbledon. So I was like, right, I'm going to take him to watch Wimbledon. And he sometimes he'd fall asleep during the games. Sometimes he'd get bored and tell me he don't want to support Wimbledon anymore. There was one game I think I remember taking him. It was Cheltenham at home. We won 5-3, but I think we were 3-1 okay. down. Yeah. And he turned around to all of us and said, I've had enough of this club. I'm not supporting it anymore. Like we oh, do wow. pretty much every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then said, I'm not, I, why do we, why, my friends all support Chelsea and they're winning. Like, yeah, as you do as like four year old. That, that it must be a mental it's, conversation to have because like it, you look at it from a rational point of view. We're like, my dad was like, you know what, you can pick your wife and you can pick your mates, but we support Wimbledon, and on a Saturday we go and do this, and your brother's coming, and we go, and then we come home. We do what you like the rest of the weekend, but this is what we do. But then when you get a kid who's getting to the point, it's like, Dad, look, Wim- Chelsea are clearly winning all these matches, and Wimbledon don't. I. I don't understand why we don't want to watch them. It must be quite an interesting conversation. Well, he, he now lives in Melton, Melton Mowbray, where they make Paul Pies. And uh, yeah. he, most of his friends are Leicester fans. And they didn't really have much to say to him about it until they won the Premier League. So obviously you can't come back with you don't win nothing because they yeah, yeah. went and won the Premier League. But most of them don't go and watch live football. Where okay. he says to them, I go and watch my team live. Like the other, He's 13 now and he loves it. He'd come hardcore away with me the other week. And he loves it. He goes and watches, he sings, he gets involved. And he loves going to watch live games, which is, I think, what most like football is about. Like, don't get me wrong, Ethan, he supports Wimbledon, as he calls them. Yeah, he, if, he, if you asked him what football team he was, he'd probably wind me up and say not Wimbledon. But he, I tell him Wimbledon won 2 0 Saturday, and he's like, oh, great. I don't really care, to be fair. And the little <laughs> one, he's coming up to 11 months. He hasn't been to a game yet. I know he has been to a game, actually. He did come to it. He came to Geisley in the FA Cup. I don't, I don't know. That Plough Lane must have been. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, how did you take him then? What in the buggy? Yeah, yeah, they've got a buggy park at the game at the ground. Are they really? Yeah, there's a buggy oh, park. This there. is Sorry. a game changer. I didn't know this. There is now. I don't. I didn't. Didn't know where it was. So you well, just you, took up, took the well, buggy, you, buggied well, you, up, and away you go. We're good. We're obviously good friends with Matt Haylock now. He's come on yeah. the pod, and he. The hey, we, I, yeah, I spoke to him previously, and he said just bring it into the club shop, and he put it into one of the uh, storage rooms, and then oh. we took him in in a one of them baby holders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then he had the big ear. Bad sign again. I wouldn't stand in the south stand, mate. If you know what I mean, if I was taking Dolly, like I fall asleep, eh? Well, no, it's all just, that chanting. It's quite, quite ruckus into it, isn't it. Well, it's not really. I've seen. Well, it, but... we analyse the game, we observe it, we talk about it. We but because it's standing as well, and you're going to stand with with Aronia, it'd be a bit, a bit much. But okay. yeah, go for a seat and then take her in the the hold all. That's what I remember did. seeing a guy in the south side with taking the bubby in one of the holders. I was like, oh. I was like, I can't imagine taking Dolly to the game. But now I'm like thinking, because I was talking about it because my we took our nephew there and he absolutely loved, like, just like you were talking about Jack, he literally didn't really know what was going on. And then all of a sudden he just loved it. But it'd be interesting to see when people took their, took their I, I remember my first game. I remember a few others. Most people I speak to are sort of between sort of four and six where they go for the first time. They go once a year and that's, they get a little, little sort of taster. Um, so, yeah, I'll have a look. I'll see if so I can get into Baker. I didn't get into football until I was about 12, 13. So wow. my family hated football. Mum had no interest in it at all. Didn't yeah. go. I only started going with my mates when I went to kind of like senior school. And we used to go watch non-league football. Didn't have a club to support when I was like 12. No one really did. My mate pulled his club out of the hat at 12. He, pulled, he put all 92 clubs in at the time. 
Oh, God. Yeah, he got Wickham. He still supports Wickham, goes home and away with them now. Then I got taken to Wimbledon. Oh, that's a but... twist of fate, isn't it? Like, you could have had Grimsby and be <laughs> like, oh, my, Rochdale. No, no, was... <laughs> but yeah, lucky enough, he got a, not, well, not a decent side, but at least it was kind of local. And then I, yeah. I got taken to Wimbledon versus Liverpool in what would have been the Coca-Cola Cup game then, when Hans Sager's punched into his own goal. Yep. And then saves a John Barnes last minute penalty. That's it. Then we went on penalties and done the aeroplane uh, celebration. And I was like, I love this. Absolutely love yeah, it. And then when great. I got to 15, 16, I started started going home and away, started getting going on the trains and then meeting Wimbledon fans. And then when I got to 21, I moved to Wimbledon. Because... So how important do you feel like the first game was? Like, if the first game was pants, I'm, I'm the reason why I'm bringing it up. I know we're going we're gonna to talk about the academy, but I'm just thinking ahead and, and forgive me for jumping if it's a slightly, but obviously the fans doing the thing with giving out some tickets to the Barrow game. How important do you feel then that that game is to make sure if it's a good game, is it that important to keep people coming? Or I think it's everything not? really. Because if, say, I'd gone to the game as a 12 year old boy and it had been loads of violence and stuff. Then, you'd have been back next week and you've been sold up yeah. and away you go. <laughs> yeah. No, but like the, the, the language didn't bother me so much because, do you know what I mean, as a 12 year old kid and you hear someone say, fuck off ref, you're like, go on, can I say what? that? And then, do you know what I mean? And he's like, no, you can't. And then, do you know what I mean? I once remember taking Jack, he was only about eight and he, we were watching the game and, and it was all getting a bit heated. And he was like, dad, cause I'm at, I said to him like, when you say to your kids, you're at football, you're going to hear some bad language. It doesn't go anywhere other than football. It happens Correct. at football. It stays there. The players say bad language. You can't really say the fans shouldn't say it when you've, you've seen players doing it. Yeah. And then he went, oh, Dad, uh, something was going on in the game. I was writing. He said, Dad, can I have a go at the ref? I said, you just tell him. Tell it. And he, out of nowhere, it went really quiet. It was no context beyond it. He just went, fuck off, ref. <laughs> and I was like, well, you everyone looked around. I was like, Jack, you can't do that. And he's like, well, you told me you're going to hear something like, like bad language at football and stuff. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> trying to explain the situation to him. But because you've got to have some context behind it. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, he just said it out of the blue. But I don't know if the match matters so much. I think it's. I got, guess the day out, have isn't it? You've got to, the yeah. day out's got to be good in terms of what you're offering and stuff like and, that. And I think that's where we've said before, I think women are doing very well at the moment with the, to get kids and the younger people involved is that you've got the bar that's good now, you've got the seating area, you've got the food trucks, you've also got the, uh, what are they called? The people uh, doing the, you try and score the in foundation the foundation and stuff. Yeah, doing all that stuff. It. yeah, Maddie and people like that from the foundation are doing really good stuff. The women's team were down the other weeks meeting fans and Jamie, I stayed away from them, but it's, uh, You've got all that stuff going on, and do you know what I mean? So it, it gets people interacting, and you've got a young girl or a young boy who are meeting people that then become the heroes. Uh, and this is another point we were going to say another time, another podcast was like footballers used to be our heroes, kind of thing. They're yeah, so absolutely. More, I don't, I don't see people. They aren't. I not to me as you get older, but as young kids, they look up to the footballers and stuff like that. I don't know if it's the same anymore. If there's, that's a good, that is a good question. But it was just it was an in, interesting talking about youth and linking it in with obviously the last pod. I thought I was well done for for getting um, Michael on. I thought it was really really good. I saw Michael on Saturday actually after oh, the game. Yeah, yeah, but good looking lad, mate. Buffers anything? Do you know what I mean? I was like, must be looking in the mirror, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at me reflection. Just but it was good, wasn't it? It was. It was a really interesting chat, and the way that he kind of articulated things was hopefully gave everyone some clarity. Could have been good. better if his uh, Zoom was working better, and uh, his, yeah, he, he weren't using dial-up and he was using Wi-Fi or something. But I don't know where he lives. But, but it was probably... getting us thinking, wasn't it? It was getting us thinking about how many really, really good 
young players we've had because like I said you have these big conversations about this you know the Brentford B versus an academy and I still feel that we generate enough quality in the academy to make it worthwhile um, mm. but I can see why other clubs are, are kind of drifting away but I do feel that while we're churning out decent players the academy definitely seems to be the think, way forward. I think it depends on what level you get to so if you're in the Premier League or Championship then maybe uh, an academy probably don't work for you because you can do you know what I mean? You you go down at Brentford B line. That, that you know what I mean. And other teams are starting to do that now. Birmingham, I think, are the same. Do you know what I mean? And they've turned out some good players in the Bellinghams. Yeah. Uh, I think at our level, I think finding our youth players, like we're going to go on some of the ones that we have found previously. Some of the players, I think, some people won't realise that actually they came for our youth team. And, and I said, like speaking to my, what I like about Michael and I like about a lot of the the people, and you know, Kevin from the mm. women's team is the passion they have for Wimbledon as well as the game. So Michael is really passionate about doing well for Wimbledon and doing, do you know what I mean, he might have aspirations to become Man U Academy manager one day, but he's not going to do that if he's not doing anything at AFC Wimbledon. If you're not getting players, you know what I mean? It's like any job, you don't do well. I think I think that's the one thing that comes across is that when you've got like a, a Premier League player for Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, there's enough glitter at the end to go, I want to play there. If you were playing for Burton or Cheltenham, you don't necessarily see kids grow up going, I'm desperately wanting to play for Burton Albion or Cheltenham. But Wimbledon players, youngsters, they seem to want to do that. There seems to be enough of a great story and enough of a pedigree for them to come through and go, I want to play at Wimbledon. But you don't necessarily see that everywhere else. You also got to remember that we're in London. So we're in a large catchment area, where, especially in southwest London as well, where you've got Chelsea have got, what, hundreds of youth team teams and youth players. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And as I said to Michael, I get fed up with youth teams because you've got the academy, but then you've got these shadow squads underneath where you've got pretty much an all-year-round summer school that people go. As I said, I used to coach Sunday level here under 13s, nothing major, but you you talk to people and he goes, yeah, my boy's at Chelsea on Tuesday and Wednesdays. You're like, oh, really? And yeah, I pay 45 quid a month for it. It's like, well, your boy's not at an academy then. He's just, you're paying for Chelsea's academy pretty much. That's how they keep yeah. you're like paying, South End. paying for a label, aren't you, really? Yeah, South End, you're paying for their academy players do you know what I mean? To come in from all over the country and put them in housing and stuff like that. You're paying for that. Your kid's not at that academy. So looking at Wimbledon then, in terms of our history, should we try and should we try and map a half-decent 11? Well, yeah, the, the, the one you, you're going to start with goalkeeper, and I think that's yeah. quite an easy choice, even though we've had quite a good number. If but you look... Mannion, Mannion, Will Mannion. Going to be well, Matt, be on Matt Cox is going to be number one, I think, isn't he? Has to be. Well, I, I would. It, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for someone who's played a lot of first team football, then Joe Bursic is going to be. He's going to be right up there. If you're talking about longevity and the possibility of going really, really, the really far, then you you would probably nudge Cox. But is Bursic playing much? Plays for Stoke, mate, and they, they rate him at thirty million. Is he is he playing for Stoke? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he was playing, and someone was looking maybe a. Man, you were saying they put a thirty million pound. Uh, Jesus, really? Tag on him, yeah. I'm sure he's. Play- I don't know if, who because the, they got rid of what's his name, Stoke, the goalkeeper. He's on loan at Lincoln. He was on loan at Lincoln. I think he, he was at Peterborough for that one. Did he play a playoff game last year? He played four championship game? games last year, so maybe he's, he's not. Okay. Maybe he's dropped out now. He's all right. Let's have a look. Did he play on Saturday? That's the key. No, he played Saturday. Yeah, so, so, might so have been in that case, he's not come back in straight away. Oh, yeah, four so games. The, last we've got some good keepers. Who, left back? 
Which has got it's got to be Jack Curry or Osu. I thought. Is there any other left backs you can think of? We had that young kid. Can you remember the name of the kid that now Ben Harrison? That's the one. And I thought he was excellent. By the way, he came with a massive reputation that he was going to break in. What happened to him then? I think he got absolutely roasted in a game against Portsmouth or something like that. Portsmouth for Hull. Do you remember Hull had that really quick nippy winger? I don't know if he went on and done anything. Got a clue. He absolutely, absolutely, he absolutely roasted. Because he was, he he literally came in the side. Everyone was like, bloody hell, this lad's quite good. He reminds me as well, on the other side, of someone like Jim Fenlon. Do you remember Jim, Jim Fenlon? I thought he was a good, a good right back. Whether And he never really kicked on in the end. But I thought he, he, did. I thought he was good. Did he? Jim Fenlon, yeah. I think his last club he was at, well, I believe. I don't know much from that. I thought he just, I, I didn't think he did much. But he I mean, if you, so, Harrogate, I'm sure so who are you going to take in terms of left back? Are you going to take Curry, Harrison? I mean, they're pretty good. No, Would you're you right. Take... I'm getting mixed up with Jim Fenlon. And who's the other one? Brendan Kiernan. Kiernan. Brendan Kiernan. He's at Walsall. Jim Fenlon, unfortunately, yeah, you're right. He dropped out. Jim he went Fen- to Hayes so, and now he's playing for Wharton and Hersham. So left back, you're doing all right. You've got some, you've got some pretty good. You're taking Jack Curry over also. Even yeah, though after, from a small, from a very small sample size, oh, one hundred percent on the on the first game of the season, I'll take Jack Curry on on Saturdays. Okay, yeah, no, Jack Curry all day. And then right back, I presume Civic, Toby Civic probably. I can't think of many other youth team players like, that we've had. I mean, also, you, right again, back. if you wanted to, you could put Osu on the other side, but yes, and obviously Toby Biller, could play as a Biller looked quite decent. He looks quite too injury prone, mate. He's not really done much, has he? Not really. He didn't really have a great season at Merston, where he was injured a lot as well. That's I think the thing that could hamper him from getting first team football is his injury record. Seems like he's made out of glass, unfortunately. I mean, centre backs, Nightingale, Kalambayu, too easy, very, very easy picks, aren't Ryan they? Ryan Sweeney. Yeah, Ryan Sweeney. He went to Stoke, didn't he? I don't know where he's is at. It, he's at Dundee. At Dundee. Oh, he's there with um, Zach Robinson. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that, he was at Mansfield as well, didn't he, before that? Yeah, he, was, he went to Stoke two, Mansfield. So. Who are any other centre backs? Who are any, any decent? Who left and done better and left well? Can't think of any to be fair off the top oh. of my head. I don't think. Oh, we'll... I can tell you, I can. Who? Um, Jose's Urugahide. Do you remember? I'm not even at Sheffield Wednesday. Now he's at Celtic. One good game. He was on loan at Celtic. He's. I think he's still at Sheffield Wednesday. Because he had that amazing game of the cup, didn't he? Yeah, and he's the one that Robbo said that if he could keep. When we interviewed Robbo on here, he said he would have him still. Oh really? I'm not. I don't think. He's played enough for me. He didn't even play at Celtic when he went out there. Do you know wow. what I mean? So I don't know how you can say, yeah, he's... he's it's not it. bad. It's, it's not, I mean, like I said, it's not complete. I mean, I'm sure we're missing some players here and there, but it's not exactly... It's not stellar, but it'd be a decent... You'd, you you would be quite happy with that in the league too, wouldn't you? That, that back four and the keeper. Yeah, Jack Curry. Who's well. going to go in midfield well, for us? We, 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 sorry, quickly went off the keepers. Will Mannion was meant to be the one that everyone Will was Mannion, rating. yeah. And it was weird how he's dropped down now. Well, he still was in Cyprus, but is he, at, is he at Cambridge? He's at Cambridge, yeah. And well, Joseph Bursic took over him. But yeah, midfield, you've got... Hartigan. Hartigan. Alfie Brendan, Egan. But Brendan really... Keenan. No, Alfie Egan. He's off at Epsfleet now. He didn't really do it, did he? Brendan Keenan. Yeah, he's Brendan... done... He's, he sort of went off and then really kicked on. He did, and then he went off the ball again. I think he's kicked on again. I don't... I can't... As I said, last time I saw him, he was at... Uh, where was he? He was at uh, who's that? Who's this? Harrogate, Brendan Keenan. Yeah, he was at Harrogate. I think he's now moved... at Grimsby Town he's... on loan, and he was at Walsall. Yeah, so he's he was doing well at Walsall. He's had a good, good little career after he left us. To be fair, he played a lot in non-league, and then he when he went up to Harrogate, that's when he yeah. broke into 
football league. So yeah, not bad little career for someone He's that left right. us. Yeah. He's done all right. Uh the, the other ones that never played for us, never made it as a first team. You've got Leo Castle Dine, who's just signed his first contract at uh where is it? Chelsea. Chelsea. His first yeah. contract. He, you've got to think he's going to be one of the guys who seriously comes through. Do we get any money if they sell him for a large amount of money? I think it all does. I, I don't know. I, I, I presume it all depends on the contract we're offered. But because we were the loan team of, of when he was young, I think they might have had him. I mean, he's, he must have been. He must have been at Chelsea a couple of years now, surely. He, yeah, if he's, he's been there a couple of years, then you'd think he's. He, he, like captain as well for like their under 18s or something. He's, he's definitely played some good stuff. But if you think about him, the other, I mean, there's people like Osama Ashley who never really played, but he he got the he got the he got a decent move. He's now at Colchester. Yep. You know one we're forgetting. Go on. Tyler Burley. Brewery. Oh mate, he looked he looked really really good, didn't he, on the wing? But he I don't know if Tyler man. Burley came through our youth or not. Uh, I thought we might have got him late. Yeah, we had. A, I'm just. I'm on the AFC Women Academy, and they send. They put messages out around <clears> the players that we had. Okay. And where they've gone on to. So we had a we had a goalkeeper called Joe Whitworth. Okay. Uh, he was uh, four seasons before joining Crystal Palace at the age of twelve. He's now on his first. Joe was on the bench against Aston Villa. And he was oh, right. First, uh, we had who else? I'm just looking through now. Jack Curry, obviously. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, I'm just going through the list. Do you think you've got Burley one side, a Sal the other, and then you've got you've got like a, a Zach Robinson, Daniel Aggie up top. Daniel I'm Aggie, sure there'll yeah. be another I forward. Said, Leo Castle Dine, he was the he was in the under 15s uh, England squad as well. That done really well. Uh, we had another one who Michael, I think Michael Hammond mentioned the other week, who's just gone to Chelsea. That kid called Michael Golden. Okay. So he was part of our academy from the age of nine, and he's just recently signed for Chelsea. Wow. So not bad. Jack Rodoni. Of course. Yeah, yeah. For Rudy, how can we forget Again, that? I said, he was, I said he was in our academy until he was 14, but he never, he signed when he was nine. Who Rodoni did? Yeah. Wow, I thought he was at Palace till quite late. We've mentioned Ryan Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, we've got another geezer. Uh, what's his name? Archie something. I forget his full name. He's gone off to Rangers. Oh, right. So he's at Rangers good. now. Uh, Archie, where is it? Not Archie Proctor. Archie Stevens. Archie Stevens. Archie Stevens. You think we had Archie Proctor, Jack Madeline, Jack Madeline, oh. bless him. He yeah, what bad, happened to him? He had a bad concussion injury. So is he playing or not? I don't think he is. I don't think he's playing anymore. Because he, he, he made a debut and he had a really good game. It's just amazing how quick, like, when you think about it, how many decent players we've actually made from a youth team. And, I'll, you know, that, that 11, let's be blunt, would be competitive, wouldn't it? Would be competitive in, you'd think, anyway, with, with some of the youngsters who might might come through. You'd think we'd be in a yeah. nice place. I said Tyler Brewery is one of, Brewery is one of them. He's, he, Mill will love him. I think he's brilliant. And uh, Ryan Sweeney sent about, he's gone. Daniel Aggie, he's another one we he should have maybe stayed with. Who's the other one that we had? Striker come off the bench, went on loan to, well, tri- trialed with Chelsea, ended up in Middlesbrough. Olasania. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Is it him? Didn't it? Was he the one who Akinfema gave the boy the penalty? Yes, that's it. Yep. And he took right. it against, what was it the last game of the season, the dead rubber? He scored it. Yep. And then he went to Chelsea, went to Middlesbrough. He's now gone somewhere else on loan. Ozaz Ugohide. Ugohide, yeah. He's the, the one. one. He was at Chef Wednesday. He's now on loan in uh, Belgium. Oh. So a Belgium team. Wow. Uh, but yeah, we don't need to sign when he was 11. And Hartigan signed when he was 14. Do you know what I mean? And they both Hartigan signed when he was 14. Yeah. Where Twirl was he before C- then? Olusanya, that's the one. Yeah. Where was Hartigan before us then? 
think it was a mule or something like that. Let me just quickly well, I, look. I, I, do just... you know what? I lost a lot of money on that. Uh, and he joined the academy at 14 and within three seasons had already made his first team debut. So he made his wow. debut when he was 17. He's made, he made over 100 appearances for Wimbledon. Uh, that is mad, that's, isn't it? That's the thing I... It is criminal, stick, though. It is criminal. But we that, don't that realize. I think he didn't forget. quite kick. I, and again, I, I did feel quite. I was quite upset. Actually, I was quite annoyed that people booed him because I don't think there was much. I don't. I think he didn't. It wasn't that he didn't try. He was just a, a little bit of a luxury player for us. And I don't think it, he's gonna. I don't think League Two was gonna work out for him in terms of what where he's gonna go. But I, I feel like he got a bit of a rough deal actually. Yeah, and it's a, a seventeen of... played a lot of games. He, he worked hard. He wasn't no great shakes. It was a good move for both parties. I'm, I'm just surprised that someone, a lot of people, gave him a lot of grief. Actually, I thought I was a bit are rubbish. We, are we counting Nick Zaniv? I I wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count Nick Zaniv in that. Um, not having come for our youth, no. No, not for me. But you know, it, 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 you can make you can make the bench. Basically, that's a decent. That it, it just shows you, I suppose, when you're looking at it from. Uh, a value of the academy is it worth doing? I guess one of the things is is that if you look at if you look at the academy from a value from the players who make the first team, then it might not be much value. When you look at actually who goes where, a lot of very good players are leaving us for some serious football teams. And when you put that into the mix, what what's just what's interesting and amazing is we don't. I mean, obviously you were talking about Patrick Roberts and how much he went for. It's just a shame. It'd be interesting to know how much something like Leo Castle dying is worth as, at 15. Yeah. And then Mate, what he's worth man, at 19. When you're a parent and you've got kids and stuff and they're half decent at football, I said my boy, he joined Wimbledon Academy at a really young age. He wasn't like in the academy kind of thing. He was playing goal and they what they do is they play other academies. Not, okay. not Wimbledon, not, not proper football academies, not West Ham, stuff like that. They played like the no. ones, you know, I said about... Lee Finch Soccer Ball. Yeah, Lee Finch Soccer Academy and stuff like that. And then what they do is they pick up some players from them as well and go, look, we like that boy there. And then he joins. And then that gives the kudos to that then soccer academy that, look, we're getting players come for us. They're yeah, going yeah. to Wimbledon at 13, 14. Uh, and it's like that. But you're looking at a pathway of where my boy, can he go up to... The first team, can he? Where would his pathway be from 13 upwards and stuff like that? And yeah, we've got a very good pathway. Is like you're looking at Jack Curry now, and you're looking against Crawley. The smile on his face is where before uh, the game, during the, whole, the game, the whole after of the game. I know we're not talking about the Crawley game, but the whole of the Crawley energy, the atmosphere in terms of playing, we spoke a bit about it on Sunday, but it was just really good to see us kind of get. The cobwebs away from Mansfield. I'm just putting a really, we were really, really good. Also, and the got, youngsters stepped up nicely. It's kind of run tune with what we're saying, but you're looking at Johnny Jackson, who was a Charlton man. He is Charlton, 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 Charlton. Do you know what I mean? He's Charlton through and through. He's come to Wimbledon and fallen in love with Wimbledon because of everything with the D lag, with the academy, with the fans, and everything that everything everyone does. And he's kind of he's bracing it and getting involved in it. I, I love that side of things where people actually come to Wimbledon and they fall in love with what we are because. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a, we have got tough opposition on our doorstep. Chelsea's, Fulham's, oh, Palace's it's tremendous. now. Do you know what I mean? And you're trying to find the best players in the world. And as we, we used to do it with the Chris Perry's, the Neil Sullivan's, uh, Neil Ardley's. Uh, and we, we're going to do it again. I think we will. We'll find players that will come through. And it seems like every year we have players that come through and break into our youth team. Every year we have, like, look, Ayaba Sal, Jack Curry. We'll probably have... Jack Redoni the year before. Jack Redoni, you know what I mean? It's not like we're not churning out 
you want one a year at least. It's just it's just I mean. like you said. We, we you know we'll get three or four or five pros, but one you need one to really go. You need yeah. one to really get game time. And again, it is that balance between the player isn't quite someone like Jack Curry this year could potentially just be left there and gone. Do you know what we're going to give you? The ups and downs. We're going to play you for the year and see where you go. Um, but you've got, I think that's why where Wimbledon is so good. Is that you, we are going to play our young players. We're going to give you a go. We're going to look after you. And we're going to. We would rather put our money into you on a slow but a positive progression rather than just pick up some Larry's thirty-one and wait you a left back. Yep. And look, look at the people on the bench at the moment. You've got three or four on the bench at the moment who are coming for our academy. Uh, I mean, I mean that is a major concern. Hershey, I mean, we're going to come Isaac, to that. Ogada. Quentin Bartley, David Fish is still about. Do you know what I mean? So we definitely, we, I mean, that that it's very promising to see that, but we are light, aren't we, on personnel? Yeah, but we can discuss that when we talk about transfers and the transfer hotspot later. Should we move on? Should we go on and move on to Mike Butley? What buckers? Bucko, the buck dog. So when we come back, we'll discuss the appointment of new CEO Mike Buckley. <laughs> The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, so we're back and we're going to be discussing the appointment of new CEO Mike Buckley. I say new CEO, he was doing it. Was he doing it on an interim basis? I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his current interim role. Uh, So Mike will be coming in as the CEO. Strange one for me is that he'll be doing two days, equivalent of two days a week. And his responsibilities will include chairing the PLC board, line management for the first team manager, completing the recruitment of our new MD, restarting the recruitment process for our planned head of football operations, which blew my mind when I saw that. Line management both once appointed, supporting uh, both in their roles as a system embedding the new club structure and day of working. Is it me or does that seem like a lot of work for someone doing two days a week? Well, it sounds like a hell of a lot, but I guess the the, the, converse, the conversation will be if he's only if he's doing two days a week and he's the chair, what I presume the rest of the PLC board are doing all this other work and we've got to make sure we get that right. I th- I was under the impression that we had a guy coming in doing the, the recruitment. Am I right? So restarting all of that seems a bit odd. Um and again, it just seems classic Wimbledon. We're just doing it a bit late now. But, now it's the end of the transfer window. So what I don't get is the boat. again, this is what we say on here, and I know other people do as well, is that we don't get told a lot and stuff unless you're a Don's Trust member. And it's on the Don's Trust boards, or the I don't know if it is. Again, restarting the recruitment process for our planned heavy football. I thought that was pretty much done and dusted. It was just waiting to be announced who it was. Did we have someone lined up, and they've now taken a job elsewhere? Do, have we have the candidates not been good enough? Again, this is stuff we don't. It's really weird that now, as you said, we're what how many game weeks into the season, and we still don't have a head of football operations. And I think the club are probably quite lucky that we're doing quite well on the pitch because again, last year we were so bad on the pitch, quite bad off the pitch. So it all kind of went into one, and everyone was losing their heads. When it's decent on the pitch, you forget what's going off the pitch because it kind of takes a backward step. If you get what I mean. From what I understand, he's not going. He's not the CEO. So, he's the chairman of the board, and 
as Chris Stewart says, as we complete the key hiring of our new managing director and continue our work improving board structures and accountability, I'm delighted that Mick has agreed to stand on this new role. So from my understanding, he's going to be the chair and we're going to have somebody else who will be above him. But, I mean, it, it does... It does. It does beg. To, it does. Like I said, maybe I need. It was relatively new before we came on here today. But I think the concern is understanding exactly what he's responsible for and who this new MD is. They said they've interviewed some really, really good people, who I presume would be the effective Joe Palmer. But again, it's just a little bit of a. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. Really. I mean, two days a week sounds a bit bonkers to be managing. To, to manage Johnny Jackson, to manage the recruitment process and the people, that seems quite low. But maybe it isn't. Maybe maybe when you do the recruitment, you're not going to be very busy. You're just busy in the transfer windows. And if you've got an MD coming in and you've got your head of football coming in, then you know, two days is probably enough to do the rest if you're well, chairing like, yeah, maybe. and stuff. But it says, I look forward to supporting a new managing director in equipping the club for the challenges and opportunity of growing our revenue at Plough Lane and providing an improved experience for all our members and fans. But it's as I said, it's what August twenty third now, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. It's well, the, the window is going to be. This window is gone um, for, for this new structure to take place. So I guess maybe this is they're thinking. Let's be honest. I mean, we, we will come to it, but I'm, I'll, I'll be amazed if Johnny Jackson hasn't got his his targets lined up, and 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 the positions in particular. So I would have thought that this is, this will be from a September onwards, but. Who knows? It's Wimbledon. It, it seems a little bit late in the day. I'm amazed it's what this wouldn't have been decided in the summer before the season, which gives him a, bit, a little bit of a run-up, maybe. But maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, what do we know? Does Johnny Jackson have a say in the head of football? Because that's someone he's going to be working closely with, I'm guessing. I don't think. No, I don't think he does. I think. I think as a club, you pick your head of football or you pick your boards, and then the manager. The head of football is ultimately responsible for everything to a football, which means that if he's not happy, he just gets rid of the gets rid of the coach. Because otherwise, the club's got to be run from a, a management spa- status, and then you bring in your manager. You can't have the manager decided above. Because if, because if ultimately, if you go that route, then the manager will never get sacked. The, the manager goes because head of football's not happy with what you're delivering. So you, it has to, it has to be that you've got your head of football above, above the manager, and then the manager goes if the head of football's not happy. But they should be aligned, which is where it's weird because a new head of football now should really come in and be aligned with Johnny Jackson. But if he's not, then that's a problem because you've hired a bloke and you're asking him to potentially change his philosophies of the way he wants to go about his football, which brings in your point, which is, well, if they're not aligned, how does that work? Yeah, and, and the Don's Trust uh, on Twitter, the boards, they announced it as well. And then uh, Days of Speed, Jonesy, as we know, and he's come on here and we I spoke to him on Saturday and stuff. He said, please make haste, explaining how it manifests. We do not need an unelected head of state within our republic. Happy you appointed someone to carry out a role that needs some time allocated. Not happy if we've created a kingdom without speaking to the citizens who own the thing. What do you mean? And I know Mike Butley is a Wimbledon fan and he's done good work within the interim. But again, it's again, this is the whole question in regards to Don's trust and the members below it is what do the members actually do if they don't, you know what I mean? We vote for people in charge of that, but then they've just gone, right, here you go. There's a, there's the new chair without actually Asking the members, I, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll have to just wait and see. We'll just to see how it goes. It, it does seem a little bit weird that you can, that and again, like I said, I'm I'm now in the Don Strauss and I haven't had any information on it. But I guess it, at the same time, they have to, you have to at some point you have to let 
you, you can't ask every single individual about every single decision. And I guess in many ways, you'd rather people who are informed about business and informed about this kind of role, you'd rather they were making the call as opposed to, you know, somebody in Costa Rica. I mean, it, it, it would be completely pointless. So I think we just get behind it. We, we work out what's going on and see what impact he can make. I mean, it's only a one-year deal at the end of the day, which, again, is a bit weird. It's a one-year post for, t- for a two-day-a-week job. It doesn't – I guess he's just the little gap. Did we not have anyone coming in to do the job? And it was like, right, we've got no candidates. You've been doing a good job. I know you've got a life and a job after, before, after Wimbledon. Can you do two days a week? I mean, I, I presume the other thing is is obviously there's this whole brand new structure. He'll do this role for a year and then the new structure takes over and we say thanks, but we're off. So as a Don's Trust member, you've not had any information regarding this? Nothing. No email? I haven't, heard from, the, I haven't heard from the Don's Trust in a substantial while. Well, since you joined pretty much? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, I, I, I joined and it took a long time to get anything back. So as a Don's Trust member, you're getting as much information... As me, who's not a Don's Trust member. Yeah, yeah, I would guess. I mean, actually, I, I haven't. So again, this don't go. My... This this don't answer the. Well, this goes towards the argument that people have with regards to Don's Trust. Do you know what I mean you you join to get information to have a vote and have a say, but you're not getting any information unless you probably go on pro boards. But if so you the last the time... email, I literally the last email I got from them was in the beginning of August, so it's only a couple of weeks ago, but it was about the results of a pricing and ticketing survey yeah that's which the last got. thing i've heard. yeah that's the last thing i've, I've got that went out to everyone not just members oh, okay of well before that i got yeah i didn't have a huge amount it just and again i, I guess from my angle if and i know there's a lot of people who talk about fan ownership and non-fan ownership and i've made my stance very clear that i feel like we've done a really good job but it's time to now look at improving or growing the amount of external investment and it's not fair for you to make a decision without having the full picture but having the opportunity to be on the don's trust and to get the information there's no there's not a huge amount of difference between me being in the don's trust and me not being in terms of impact on the from what i've from what i've experienced now maybe i need to do maybe i need to work harder or be a bit more active but i haven't heard anything at all so yeah again you've had the exact same amount of information that i've had yeah which is zilch uh, but I guess when, again, if there's a you, big decision that comes up, like an executive chair, I, I get to make a decision. If you go on the pro boards, I'm guessing, and read information and read questions asked and stuff. But if you haven't got the time to go on the pro boards, like you, you possibly don't and stuff like that, then you ain't going to see the information that you need. It's, again, it's about information. It's the stuff with like huddling, huddling going back to... Huddling stuff's weird because we didn't get anything from that, did we? And the recording again, stuff's weird because we've heard absolutely zero about that. Well, he's, it's like he don't exist anymore at the club. Do you know what I mean? It's like he, he's not... It won't be much longer, until, I think, well, yeah, But Huddling one was weird for me is that it, people... There was a count saying that he's gone back to Huddersfield because obviously a Huddersfield fan seen him back in Huddersfield. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yes, that he's been recalled. But has he been recalled? He's injured. But do we know if he's coming back ever again? Apparently, he's gone up there for treatment and he'll come back. But again, it, it then leads to all this stuff that gets says. I know unless it's an official, don't believe it. But it's hard not to if... You don't get any information from it. the official club either, though. And it's, it's the same with the Don Strauss and Mike Buckley is now the chair. Like, what happens below that? Who? What do the Don Strauss board do? This is what I ask the question all the time. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I generally, I, I don't really know. And, I, and again, this is the where the power or the strength of the anti, you know, fan ownership comes in. Is that it, it, you? You, it's. If you if you create an open void, people will fill it full of nonsense. 
Um, yeah. And we've had some decent people on Facebook and Twitter actually try and answer questions and be very upfront, which is, which is, which is great. But it, it, I would, I would argue it probably needs to be a bit more official. But, but if you're not on social media, again, you're not finding out information because you're not going to see. I mean, not everyone's on social media. Yeah. Well, if media. I was on social media, I wouldn't see anything at all. Like literally zero. That's what I mean. It's mad, isn't it? Which is, yeah, a little bit mental. But we're wishing well, and we'll hopefully the club will. Apparently, he's done a good job as an interim. Yeah, I mean, well, like Jackson, I said, that's it. We'll see where big, we go. Bigged him up in an interview the other day he'd done with ITV and said that me and the CEO worked really well. Do you know what I mean? He's given me everything I need as tools to put out a, a solid squad, which I think we have got a squad, solid first team, not a solid squad at the moment, yeah, but it's still leaking a bit to the transfer window finishes. But again, people don't seem to be getting information regarding this stuff and it just happens. Bosh, there you go. There's the new chair and everyone, like even... Jonesy's saying, like, do you know what I mean? I'm a member. I, I didn't know this was going to happen. It's just now we've got this unelected person that you've elected. It's like last year when Pricey and Anne-Marie got put onto the board. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's, it's in the in the uh, thing that they can do that. But, yeah, it just then just blows people's minds. So I've got, like I said, it'll be interesting. Let's just give him the best. We'll just hope that he does... We, he does a good job, whether he will or not. I don't know, but we'll have yeah. to just give him the best. We'll have to see where he, how he gets on. Agree, agree. And then, uh, yeah. So, should we move on and come back and talk about transfers? Absolutely. The window is closing in a week, and we'll discuss: Are we going to lose one, and are we going to sign a couple? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. And we're back discussing the transfer window, and that's due to shut very soon. I think it's next week, isn't it? The transfer window yeah, shuts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, by the time this goes out, we're recording this early this week because me and Dan are quite busy with work and stuff and uh, family life. So by the time this comes out, we I reckon we would have done one out and two in. So I understand that McCormack uh, is gone. He's He's now signed for Bristol Rovers. Uh, I think the deal is believed to be around about three hundred thousand pound. Which again, if you understand, do you the think rumor, he's worth? Do you think? Forget about how much we get. Is he worth three hundred k? Do you think? I think he's a bit worth a bit more. If you look at okay. his pedigree, that he come from Chelsea Academy, uh, played for Bristol. But what I don't like about it is that you've got one relegation under your belt with Bristol. Yeah, you come to Wimbledon, got another relegation. And what I really hate with modern football and footballers is when they give you the whole spiel of, I love this club, I love the fans, and I'm loving my time here. And then you play for the club for one season, and as soon as what you perceive as a better off comes in, you're off. It's like the thing in Leicester have with Fafana at the moment. Yeah. He recently signed a five-year contract, and as soon as a better offer come in, it's like I'm gone. And what I hate about modern footballers is that footballers have all the power now, even at yeah. that level. Johnny Jackson has no power over this. Do you know what I mean? He's lost probably one of the best players that we had at initiate this level. Yeah. Because the geezer's thrown his toys out the pram. And I'm really disappointed in Luke McCormick in the way that he's acted and the way that he has. Uh, I'm just amazed, Lee, that anyone, I mean, I know potentially, you know, I don't want to spread rumours around, but you, obviously it looks like Bristol Rovers are the, are the team that he was preferred. And But the playing up bit is a bit I don't really get because I, I I just, if I was Bristol Rovers, I'd be like, I'm not being funny. This this lad here, he's under contract at Wimbledon, and he's basically refusing to play, mucking about, whatever. 
if we get relegated, this is the same. This the, the behaviour he's shown his character already, and that for me is a bit of a would would be a massive red flag. If I'm Joey Barton, I'm like, I know he's a good player, but this is red flag city here. Yeah, unless unless Joey Barton and Bristol have told him to act in a certain way to try and force a move, because that happens in football. We all know that agents. But you can't do that. Players. That's just tapping a player up. You can't. You're not Unless meant the... to do it, but everyone knows it happens. You listen to Talk Sport in the morning, you listen to Jordan and Wyatt and Trevor Sinclair and all them. It happens across football, no matter. You can't stop it. It happens. It's going to happen. It happens at our level as it has happened. I mean, I think I think for if if we were to receive all the 300, I know we're not, but I I wouldn't have had... It's so difficult understanding of the value of players lower down. Higher up, you can kind of get it. Lower down, it's really difficult. But I, I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with selling McCormick, provided that we get a half decent player to replace him, and there might well, be a little bit of money left over. Well, this is the thing: we're getting someone else to replace. Well, I don't know if they're replacing him, but we are rumored to be having two more players come in. But go back to the McCormick situation quickly before we talk about the two players that could be coming in or have come in already. I, I just really, really hate people that, that like footballers that do this. Like, you're on quite a good wage. Rumoured to be between four and five grand, highest paid player at Wimbledon. You you live, you're probably going to live local to where you, you know what I mean? You, you didn't move to Bristol when you went there on a season loan because you were still contract over Chelsea. Uh, so you probably live local still. You've got a good life, good club. Why not rip it up in League Two and then go, right, I'll either stay Wimbledon in League One or I look, I've helped out. I've done the best. Knuckle down. Can I leave now? Do you know what I mean? I just don't, I don't get why. Who do you think you are? Who do football speak? Another, Who do they also, think they are nowadays, though, Danny? Well, it, it's ridiculous. The other thing as well is he rips up League Two, he gets a, and he's on a free contract. So the reality of it, if he rips up League Two and he's very, very good, which he's more than capable of, the big question, though, right now, he wouldn't get in our team. Uh, he would. I don't think, I don't think he'd get in over Chislet. And would. I definitely don't think he'd get in over a Sal. He would. Where? Where is he going to play? He played Where would he play? Front two. No, he would. What, he would. He's still, he's still, yeah, he's miles better than Chislet. Miles better. I don't care. Even though I don't like him now and I don't like his attitude, if he comes down to Wimbledon again, I will boo him, give him loads of stick. But you reckon he'd play over a, over a, a sour if, if we were starting the season again and he was fit and he well and he wanted to play for Wimbledon, he'd be in that team and I think he would be performing very well. And I don't think you'd, he's, he would be one of our best players. I can't remember. But you know what we were saying earlier in the podcast? Is there any heroes in football nowadays? And you've got these young kids looking up at players. If you've got a young kid last year who looked up to like McCormick and you met him and he took a photo and stuff, and now he's acting like an absolute sport brat. Yeah, this is how people just fall out of love with football, I think, at the moment. It's just too money driven that you think like no one wants to win things anymore. No one wants to win any leagues or any cups. Other than the big tip, Man City's Arsenal's and all them, they 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 want to try and win a cup, right? But it's all about money now. Most most players don't give a shit. They don't really care if they win. They just want, I want to be able to drive that Range Rover. I want to be able to, and I kind of get it because that's what you, but when you started playing football and stuff, you wanted to win stuff. When you want to play cricket, you, you don't go out there going, oh yeah, I'm going to earn an extra. You want to win. No one wants yeah, to course. win anymore. Just <clears throat> and that's weird. That also goes up the top when you've got the likes of Kane and stuff who still decide to stay. you like, I admire your... I admire your loyalty, but you surely want to win stuff. It just seems a bit, it, it, it's, it's a bit weird, but look, but it's interesting. So McCormick goes and then you reckon we're bringing in possibly two 
what positions are you thinking that we need the reinforcement? So the other one, we're definitely light, aren't we? We're definitely light we've, as a squad. We've, again, this comes out on first. So this would have already come out. So we could have already signed the player. It could have already been announced. So Harry Pell from Accrington is another one that we're paying a fee for. So that is, I don't think that's a bad bit of business, you know. I quite, I've always been a quite a big fan of Harry Pell. I'm, I'm, not, not over, I'm not overly keen on him. But someone reminded me it was seven years ago that he played for us previously. He was a bit immature. Bit of a, yeah. He had a bit of an attitude on him when he signed. We, we do seem a little bit low on height as as a squad, and I feel what? like a he him him Marsh um, him Marsh Woodyard Paris as a four because ultimately you can't, it's not about picking the, your your best eleven. It's a squad. You've got to pick a squad. Five subs this year. Yeah, and we were and you've saying, got to pick a squad. And you're looking at our bench now and you're thinking, right, Bendel, decent, right? But he's 17. Is it is it worth him just standing on the bench and playing five minutes here and there? Or is it worth him going out on loan to a conference, conference, South team? This is what we were discussing on the debrief last Sunday. I would say, yes, get him out on loan. As much as I think he's going to be a really big player for us, he is only 17. So there's no, we don't have to rush him into the first team. Do you know what I mean? If you've got someone like Pell coming in, who is experienced this level, as much as I don't like him because I thought when he was with us, he had an attitude. He couldn't wait to move on to a bigger club, so to speak, kind of like the McCormick attitude. But he did move on. He has done stuff and he's played well at League Two level, Cheltenham, Colchester. He's had a crack at League One, done all right last season with Accrington, scored, I think, four goals, five assists. Not bad figures. I just, again, I don't like maybe him as a personality, but can he play League Two football? Yes. Is he experienced? Yes. Would you have him in the team over Marsh? Possibly. Would you have him in the squad over Bendel at this time? Yes. Get Bendel out on loan. And I think, you, yeah, it's not a bad sign. I think, I think you, we, the reality is that for every single player on the pitch, you want somebody at least, or you realistically, you want one player to replace every single player. So if you play two holding midfielders, you want four. Pell gives you four. We've got two behind the front two. Up front, I, th- I still think we're a bit light. If you think yes. Cosgrave has gone to South End, Daniel Renz. Good loan. Um, good loan. Very good loan. Um, and Huddling's injured. That literally leaves you NYC, Davison, and Asal. Fisher, and Asal, who might play there. But I don't think Asal's a forward. I think he's got to no, be deeper. But he came on against Crawley as the striker for yeah. NYC when NYC went and then before we've got, Fisher or Bartley. And then we've got, in terms of, we've got three kind of defenders. Brown, Nightingale, Callum Bailly, Pierce. I Gunter. feel like we need and Gunter. But Gunter's played right, isn't he? He's not played in the three. He's played wide. I would have yeah, thought because we've need... got no one else as a win back. But then that well, that's what we're going to need. We're going to so need the other one. Where the other rumor is a young lad from Chelsea called Xavier Simmons, not Xavier Wiggins. Xavier Simmons. I prefer Wiggins. I thought Wiggins could do a job yeah. at the back if I'm being down honest. the right. Just keep yes. it, keep it tight. Yes. Pass and go. But yeah, Xavier Simmons, who is again a midfielder, six foot, but I understand that he ha- he can play right wing back. We've also okay. re-signed Osu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Osu can play both sides. I think he'll be competition for Curry, but he can also go right wing back as well. Which Gunter, I can see Gunter pushing into the centre back roles. I definitely can because I can't see him lasting the season going up and down the wing, and I definitely think that. It's for me. I can't see Brown playing left wing back. But if we go back to say Saturday's game against Crawley, right? We won two 0 right. easy game. 
But can you imagine if we went one 0 down against Crawley and you're looking at our bench to change things around? No, we ain't got. Are you around. looking at Bendel, Fisher, and Bartley and going right? I can take them on to change it. Again, as much as I think Bendel's going to be quality in the future, and he is quality now, you're not really looking. Well, you're looking at the bench and going right. I have got Pell. Do you know what I mean? He can come in and do a job straight but it, but away. But again, though, Lee, it is that question. Goal at six foot seven. It is that question of do you have one a squad that's going to be potentially going to get promoted, or are you going to have a squad where you're going to say all of you youngsters are going to get experience this year? You're going to be on the bench. You're going to come on at different times. You're going to get a flavour for League One, League Two, because next year you're going to get your opportunity, or the year after you're going to get your opportunity. Look at now, Jack personally, Curry. put him. Look at Jack Curry, for example. What yeah. you just said there. Jack Curry went on loan at Eastbourne, right? Looking for promotion out of conference, out of the conference. Done really well. Got their players player of the year. Come back, started first team football and looks like he's been, he should have been there all his life. Bendel needs to do that. Hershey needs to do that. They need to do better loans this year, not Merstams or Corinthian Cash. They need to be going conference south. Do stuff. you think Jack Curry, and not to go on about, I know you don't want to look at last year, etc. Would, if we were in League One, would Jack Curry be starting left back, left yes. wing back? You think yes. he would? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Okay. And I don't know what he was like last year. Has he put a little bit more muscle on this year? Has he learned? Do you know what I mean? Has that loan talk? I just wonder whether there's. Like his jump. leap, his leap is unbelievable for winning headers. It's just, what? I guess it's the jump in. He was playing what nationwide or National South, South yes. to League Two is two divisions. So League, League One. Is three. That's big. And we've seen it with Nesta. And obviously him going to Reading looks like he's had an absolute car crash. So I, mean, it's I, been... I don't think he was great yeah. at League One level either, to be fair. No, well, well exactly. So it'd be interesting. I, I, I wonder whether... I'm Jack only going by what, what you said there regarding would he play... I would say yes, because I'd have him over Nesta because I didn't really rate Nesta as well. Again, another person I didn't really rate as a, as a person. Do you know what I mean? This is where I look at Pell and think when he was with us, didn't we relate to him as a person? Didn't really kind of get that you know what I mean? You could see him as a hero kind of thing. You yeah. Know, you know, that you get with Curry, that you get with Lyle Taylor's, that you can, you're getting now with Davison and New York City. You're kind of getting that kind of feel with them that you're actually, I'm, 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 I'm liking these players. And that's what I think we need. But maybe Pell's changed. He's probably matured. He's had kids. Do you know what I mean? Seven years away. Hopefully. So is it, is it a good window for Wimbledon if we get rid of McCormick, we bring in Pell and a potential right wing back is that would you say that's a good window is that enough or are we for me i still think we need another forward people are saying we need another forward and possibly another center back because you look at our center backs pierce every game he walks off like he's literally can't walk yeah and he can't you know I mean? he, he has been really bad brown in terms of his... is inconsistent yeah i've not rated him at Brilliant. all he was good against Crawley, to be fair. Very talkative. And I noticed that. I watched him. He was very talkative with the back four. Talking to Will. Talking to thing. We know Will is made out of glass. I think Will's doing really well this season, but he's made out of glass. He could get injured at any minute. He also is inconsistent. Same with Paul Kalambay. Uh, I don't know if we need to spend money on a centre-back. Really don't think we do. Striker-wise, it blows my mind that we let Zach Robinson go out on loan. This it makes it even worse, that doesn't it? When you, if you think Cosgrave's going, unless he's how many got loans, someone coming in, how many loans have we got? Well, in how many loans have we got? Paris, NYC, Hudlin. and possibly Hudlin. That's it. We still got two left. Yeah. Would you bring in another? Would you bring in use the two loans? Definitely. So I, would, I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. So if we're getting this Xavier Simmons, that's another loan. That's four. We've got one more left. Yeah. Would you? The problem we've got is trying to loan a striker in. 
is the club, the parent clubs wants them to play every week. Is that why? I, I, I don't think you're going to have maybe gone back. And the thing is, I don't think you can have too many gambles. Now, Hudlin, if for me, is a bit of a gamble. Young Coombs is a bit of a gamble because he's younger. He has been very impressive, but he is a bit of a gamble. Oh, I don't know whether or not you can afford to have another gamble up front. I think he's got to go permanent up front, a decent forward, and then play, bring in a Jocker type on loan who can pop in and do the odd for, bit of game me, here and there. For me, NYC wasn't a gamble because of what he's done previously. If you look at his record at Rangers oh, mate, B. No, but he's the same as Presley, mate. Same as Presley. Same no, goal totally scoring different, record. Totally different. But again, Presley, I feel hard done by because if he had played in the two, if he had played with Davison, would he have scored more goals? Possibly. Playing up front on his own and then playing yeah, with Sam I mean, Cosgrove and stuff like that. Could have, would have, should have. No, no, I get it. I get it. People hate Presley. And I, I, I kind of, I'm not overly a big fan of his, but then I look at the situation where we were last year and think, I, I say this all the time, let's forget last year, but talking about if he had come in this team and played with Davidson, played with a Sal, would he have been a better striker? Possibly. But Same NYC, with NYC, for, though, if he was playing for me, he well, wasn't would he a gamble. Up? I thought I he know. would do well. And I thought uh, I thought Paris was a bigger gamble because he's never played, he's never been on loan, never played at any other level, really. But I don't know, would you go after a, like, a, I don't know who, we need another striker. I agree with that. I think we've got Davidson, NYC, huddling if he returns. I still don't think he's coming back. It's very, Hudlin. very quiet on Hudlin. Yeah. I think he definitely I, is. He, he wasn't playing many games for us. And if you're sending someone out alone, you wouldn't play him. But, but you, you don't send a player back after three games, surely to Christ. But maybe we didn't rate him. Yeah, but why would you Why would you get him in the first place? Because you thought he was different to what we had. And then you looked at him and unless thought, you look, unless, a donkey. Unless Rodoni was going to Huddersfield. And it was like, look, this is a kicker. And you just I take it. I don't know. I just, it, it's, to me, I just don't read into the fact that he's injured and gone back. It's only a groin strain. Why has he gone back to Huddersfield? We're right there to, can't we look after a groin strain? Well, I think, luckily, if you, you know what I mean? you've it's, got three loans, I think we've definitely going to, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd keep one up his sleeve. But if Pell's permanent, which I would expect him to be, yes. Um, that means that the midfield, I think the midfield four are done, and I'll be happy with that because if one's injured, we've got enough to rotate with subs. Five and if Bendel comes on, if you, yeah, and if Bendel's struggling or you want to bring a player in, and Chislett can probably drop back into one of those roles, maybe. Um, I just I don't like a sell up front no, at I all. I don't I don't like him up front. I think he's got to be deeper or a bit more freer. But could so we could, we, could it be another. a striker at the last day of the transfer window? Possibly, we'd be yeah. going right. We, we're bringing in Pell and uh, Simmons now. That's done, right? So we, we're pretty solid. Got a week left. Let's wait until we've got Barrow at home, which yeah. I fancy us to beat Barrow with the squad that we have. Uh, do we then look closer and then last day of the season? Right. Let's. What's about? Let's. What, what's being given away? What's as Lyle Taylor got a move? Yeah. Not saying we're, we're not. No, got a I know. Do you know what I mean? Is there a player that going? Look, this player's been offered now. I need some game time. That's the one we want. Go, yeah, we'll go for him. I, th- I think that might be. I think that might be quite shrewd. But I think there's also a lot of other people in the market. Charlton, as an example, have not got a centre forward at all by the looks of it. They've got Young Leeburn, who's been okay, but they've been all over their twitters and stuff. They've been. We need a striker. We need a striker. And I think there'll be a lot of teams in and in and amongst it. But that's I, what I, I said. That's maybe is that why we're waiting until the last day and then go maybe. right. Charlton does I'm, this I'm business. I'm definitely but... expecting. I'm definitely we... expecting a right wing back. Or a or a right sided player, and we I am expecting know. a centre mid. It's all it's all hinges on what 
other teams do kind of thing. The last day of the season, last yeah. day, sorry, not season, the last day of the transfer window. It means Charlton signed that striker. That means that he ain't got Charlton don't want him. He's not going now. We, do you know what I mean? It's all trying to put the puzzle so together. You, we've spoken about people going in. Any going out? Just McCormick, I think. Just other McCormick. than I think we'll see quite a few going out on loan. The Hershey's, yeah. the uh, Isaac Ogonda. I think we'll see them all going out. Maybe Bartley. But who's, go but who's going to take the Who's going to take the bench places then? Well, as I said, there ain't going to be. You know, if they're Woodyard's on the bench now. Back. Yeah, just one. Uh, yeah, but you you had Hershey hasn't been on the bench for the last few weeks. Isaac went on the bench again on Saturday. I think you'll find that who else? Callum is on the bench. Broom's on the bench. If we bring on this, if this Pell and Simmons signs, they can't all go in there. So Marsh, Pell, Simmons. You pick one out of them, two will go on the bench. I'd have probably most people would say Pell would start. You have Marsh on the bench with. I just feel like on the bench, you're going to need at least a forward if you want to change it to go forward, a midfielder, a defender to saw it up. You always need a keeper because we can have somebody on the bench. And I, we, we haven't got that yet. Whether we'll, if we've got injuries, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's going to be a right wing back, a centre midfielder, and a forward. But I've got no problem. If we were. If we got the two midfielders and the right wing back, I'd be I would probably settle to not have an extra forward. But I just like like you, I think there's something in the water up front because like I said, Davison and um um Young Coombs look really really, said, if, look, if, look really positive. If Simmons comes in, Simons comes in, we've got one loan left. I'm guessing we'll still have money in the pot because apparently the it's around about three hundred grand we're getting from McCormick. Believe it's around about fifty grand we're paying for Pell. Pell. That leaves some money in the pot. Could we be doing? As I said, I think we'll leave it to last day and go. This is what we need. This is what's available. Right. I've got my nice first team. This is what I'm going to. And do you feel on. like with with the players that you've spoken about? I think before the season, I said fourteenth. You might have said tenth. Yep. Does with those players coming in, are you sticking with tenth, or do you feel with, like that? The we've that got we the possibility have. to nudge up. Possibly with a couple more, two or three more players coming in. I think we need two or three. If we sign Pell Simmons, I still think we need two. So I, two on top of that? Yes. Striker and possibly a centre-back. I think, looking at this league and the teams we've played, I don't know why we can't go for automatic promotion. Jesus. <laughs> That's fantastic, but mental. I, I said I'm only going Gillingham. Right, came Four. down with us, they were awful. Doncaster, how we didn't beat them 2-0. You know what I mean? We fell asleep for the last eight minutes of the game. Mansfield, I think we got destroyed against, but I, I'll give you one it game. It was 2-2, yeah. You know what I mean? It was 2-2. And, and, and to be fair, I think they'll be out there. Yeah, I do. I think they're a good, decent team. Crawley on Saturday were absolutely horrendous. Oh, they were a terrible. Horrendous they? team. Really bad. And they spent money. But they're, they're us last year. They brought all these youth players and trying to play yeah. with football. My mate well. went and he was like, he was a Crawley fan. He was like, Literally, it looks like we've done exactly what you did last year. Oh, mad! But in League Two, yeah, they're they're in big trouble. But they're they're not even playing. I don't know if he's injured, but the striker they bought from. Uh, yeah, Dominic Telford he was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know if he's injured. And Noah Pyre, hey, what are the chances? Well, because someone said he was injured, and I thought, no, because he's hardly ever injured. He'd be playing in this game. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he's injured for the first time in a couple of years. So, couple of weeks, couple of weeks, couple of days, couple of hours, but. Yeah, I'm looking at the league, right? And I'm looking and thinking, why can't we get in one of them top three positions at the moment? People think I'm mad, but I just, I'm really, po- something special is happening this year. I don't know what it is, but it is. 
So yeah. special. Look at how excited you are. Look at Someone you. said to me on Saturday, right? One of my mates. I've not seen you this excited since Pick and Mix was on. We, we spoke about it. If you haven't heard the Sunday debrief on Sunday, we spoke about this. After a few people were disappointed after the game because they said it was boring. And one of my mates said, What has happened to you, Lee? He said, You're this positive, like going mad about this squad and stuff like that, when normally you're negative. I'm like, But why would you not be positive? We won 2 0. We should have beat Doncaster 2 0. We beat Gillingham 2 0. Do you know what I mean? We keep, we, you keep clean sheets for fun. We've had one bad game against Manfield where we had 10 players that didn't turn up. It happens. Get over it. We're, we're going up this year, automatic, and then we'll go down again next year. Told you, yo-yo club now. Don't right. say that. We'll move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss Borough at home and we'll predict what the score will be. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. And we're back for the final part of today's episode and we're going to be discussing Barrow at home. Uh, me and Danny off air were just discussing, I thought Barrow were further down in the table, but they're actually third in the league. High flying Barrow, as the club put it on its, <laughs> sent, uh, on his invite to all the local community. Well, their last three games, they beat Harrogate 1-0, beat Walsall 2-1 and Walsall were flying at the time. I know they've dropped and uh, lost to Sutton 1-0 away. We are favourites, five to four. They're fifteen to eight, five to two to draw. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tougher than I thought. Actually, I thought we'd be whooping them, but yeah, high flying barrow. It would just be. It'd be interesting. Obviously, we beat Gillingham with the Doncaster one. I think what, we, what is important is last year home form was pants, and we were really poor at home. I think what's what is important. This is a home game. If we are the team that you're talking about and this special team and the possibility to go up or whatever automatically, this is a game where you've got to be you you've got to be taking points and realistically you've got to be taking three. But I think the concern, the good point obviously is we kept the clean sheet against Crawley, which was fantastic. But for me, this is a this is three points that we need to be looking to to take. Early season form is early season form, but if we've got any kind of aspiration to be very good this year. We've got to be looking at three. We've got to be looking at a two-nil win. Yeah, I totally agree. This is probably going to be our toughest game to play in the league. Uh, I know Mansfield are decent, but they've lost two before uh, we played them. And Barrow have lost one against Sutton, which I think you said was the last-minute goal Sutton last scored against minute, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, so well, they, they, had, they, they had a goal disallowed Barrow in the last minute, and Sutton whacked the ball from the keeper went over oh, the goal. Seen it, yeah. And the guy just taps it in. They look defensively like they're decent. They've got goal difference of plus three, so. Defensively, they look all right. I don't know much about Barrow as in a squad, what they got. They got the what manager have they got? Have they got the manager that came in from someone about Stock, not... no Stockport had I think I've got the guy who was at Oldham. That's no they've got the guy that was at is this guy that came in from Halifax then? Yes. No, no, I think that is I they've think that got, is they've got Peter Wild. Yeah, he's the guy from um Oldham. Oldham. He was the guy from Oldham. Uh, no, he was the guy from Halifax. He yeah, but he, was, Halifax. he also managed. He Oldham. managed Oldham before that, then he managed Halifax last year that got into the playoffs. Ah, uh, okay. So he's doing better than I think most people thought he would do. He's stepped up. To be fair, I think they brought in quite a few, uh, few players. Ah, this year. Okay, they've, yeah, got, was, they've got a striker from Wilston that was playing for Wilston. What's his name? They've Jordan got Billy, Brown. Got Billy Waters, who's born in Epsom. Go on, uh, Billy. He scored 20 in 44 for Halifax last year. So he knows where the goal is. Uh, maybe at a lower level, but yeah, they've got some good, they've got some decent players. Got a kid on loan from Chelsea. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tougher than I actually thought it was going to be. No, we've got, well, if we're good enough, you've got to you've got to imagine that if we that if we've got aspirations to be decent, that we we've got to be winning this game. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, so I'm just looking at another player they've got. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, as I said, if I, as I was saying earlier, Woking, sorry, they signed a player from Woking, Solomon, uh, Solomon Nwogboki. I can't pronounce it. Oh, you? right. Okay. Your pronunciation's improved, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can talk. But yeah, I think you're right. As I was saying earlier, I think something special is happening at the club. We have to be then at home looking at getting three points against. But would you take a point now? No. Or we have to get three points. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a point now because I feel that if we play the game as well as we have been, particularly against Crawley and the form that we've got up front, I feel like we've we, we, we've got more than enough chance of winning it. You normally take a draw if you're like, oh, crikey, there's a decent chance we're not going to get a good result. I feel like against them, I would back us to do really, really well. But I, I, my only concern is with those sort of horrible northern teams, they're always packed with loads of massive blokes and they're horrible around the box. But personally, I, I feel like we've got enough about us. But it, it, for me, it, it's a big game on the fact, like I said, as I said before, with the home, we were so poor last year. We need to get a bit, we need to make Plough Lane a bit of a fortress. Having looked at the other grounds, our ground is just as good as anyone else. I mean, Mansfield, I didn't realise, only had three sides. I didn't know, I forgot. They, they used to have a full one stain. Got three sides. Yeah, man. And it's, and it's a new one, Field Mill. So it, I was kind of like, oh, right, this is interesting. They had literally one, two, three, and nothing on the left. And it looked like they had like some old terracing, um, but it was just like literally boarded up. Yeah, but when you look at our, when you look at the grounds that are in the league and the, and the number of people who are coming, we're going to be up there as one of the better grounds to go to and one of the busier ones. Well, the, the thing is, Barrow will bring, what, 100, 200 down if max, and they'll, they won't fill up Good effort, they did. And I've got to say, well done to the club. The club sent out a leaflet to local residents saying that if they bought this leaflet in with a letter with their home address on, that they get two free tickets to the game against Barrow because obviously we're going to, it'll be a lower attendance because there won't be as many away fans. I, I like to know how they're going to do the segregation in that way. And I'm guessing you might have to come from the east stand and then go into that stand. And then they'll just rope it off, and then they will use the back. Barrow will use the back of the away end for their food and drink, and then Wimbledon fans will have to come into the east stand to get their food and drink. I've I haven't seen I it, I've not seen the ground with anyone but the away fans behind that goal. Same. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see whether whether that they must will be where they're that. going to be putting the free tickets. I have to because most of the other areas in the ground are all seen to go. Unless unless they've had no take up at all in the other areas. I can't see it. I can see the East End being a little bit quieter, but I still think the way we're playing at the moment, the results that we're getting, I still think people are going to turn up. Not much. It's sure a bold call, though. Like Saturday. I said, you, you know, I think it, I think it's a really good thing to do, and it'll be, I guess, if you're two relatively new fans, you're not exactly going to kick off with Barrow, and you can't. Maybe Barrow have got a good press where they're like, you know, what we can just put a row of stewards or put like a, one of them sheets down, and away you, 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 everyone's okay. Well, that's what. I, yeah, that's why I think they'll be in and. Uh... The only thing you've got against us on Saturday is Chelsea are at home. So that may be local residents who go watch Chelsea might go, oh, look, if Chelsea are away, we might get more people coming down to do it. But I still think it's a brilliant thing from the club. Um, we do give the club stick. But yeah, we'll give the club credit on this occasion because I think to get more people coming down to Plough Lane and going, if we can, as you said earlier, when 
when you go to your first game, what's important to you? And hopefully the, the atmosphere, the bar, the food, and then we'll put a performance on the pitch. People might go, actually, if my club I do support are away, I'll go watch Wimbledon at Plough Lane. I just love the fact that we as a club could potentially be giving somebody their very, very first experience of a lifelong love of theirs, potentially. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love about those sort of free ticket things is someone could go along to that and be like, like a mate romantic. of mine, a big shout out to, yeah, I'm a bit of a romantic, but a big shout out to my mate Dave, who's just had a little, uh, little baby boy, Jack. And he was talking about cricket and we were talking about how he got involved with cricket. And he basically said that at his school, a guy from Kent came to the cricket and was uh, came to his his school, did a cricket session, gave him a ticket. And since that point, he was like, wow, this bloke gave me a ticket. He went with his dad to the cricket and he's liked them ever since. And it's like, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but just it's amazing those little small gestures, which is the reason why clubs do it, but how that can manifest into a lifelong fan who could put thousands into it, kids, generations. I think it's, yeah, a fair play. Okay. You know, if you're going to pick a game to do it, Barrow, Barrow at home seems like a good one. Good oh, yeah. start to the season. Let, nice, hopefully sunny day. Get a band on. That's what I, I wonder if they can put bands on it. You know, AFC after the game. Did they do that? Uh, I reckon they could. I don't know if they've done it yet, but I reckon not the they Lee could. Finch band. No, you on no, the drums? I'm not very good musical, to be fair. I, I'm but fantastic. So talk no. about cricket. That's, cricket's good for narcolepsy, isn't it? What is What's it? that? If you've got narcolepsy, go watch the cricket. Or. What, if you're struggling to sleep or if you can't, you constantly fall asleep? Yeah, cricket keeps you awake because it's that exciting, yeah? No, no, because then you could just go to sleep with the cricket. Oh, so, if you're in, people... so you, you mean if you're an insomniac? That's what then most you, people Yeah, do. not narcolepsy. means you can't keep your eyes open. Then you go to cricket to get excited, yeah? Don't try no, and no, be no, a, word, a word waller. You're not going to win. <laughs> you can't even pronounce Davison, for God's sake. Have it's a day that, off. Mate, Spanish. He's Spanish, isn't he? Half Spanish. Was born in Mallorca. I've always said that. But, uh, no, I, 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 yeah, I was trying to be funny then. It didn't power. But... Uh, with uh yeah with the, I, I do think the club are doing something good and yeah i think as i said i've always bigged up plow lane uh because it, it is brilliant it's just it's an amazing place to go and the local area is brilliant to go drinks and food and stuff like that so well next week lee i think is plow lane the best best ground in league too that will be a little conversation starter maybe oh, give be. you some time to have a look at well my missus birthday is coming up soon and I oh think she would love to... going to plow lane Plow Lane, what? yeah, Harry. Do you know Harrogate. what? Mrs. Baker's not been a Plow Lane yet. Everyone else seems to have been. She's not been. Take her, mate. It's a good place to go for... To be fair, she just shouted into, we've got a sign in the toilet, which we have. Welcome yeah, to but... Plow Lane. Well, mate, I, I, I think it's a good place to take a date and stuff like that. I Perfect. really do. She'll yeah. love that on our anniversary. You're struggling. No, yeah, but get her a, a My Pie. Get her a My Pie. Yeah, mm. she'll love that. Because I'm, I'm still waiting for my My Pie, so... <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming up, isn't it? You still ain't paid for your bet at, so yeah. Time, times are hard. A bit, you know, bit disappointing that, but well, you know, just it's hard. It's hard with that queue, not knowing which pie you want. Isn't it? You know what I mean, and yeah. also you're in the rough end. I'm in the with all the football analysis. Might so coming in Saturday, what's the score? Two-one Wimbledon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm two 0 I think. I think this is, if we win Saturday, this is a great little period for us, and looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. And our section probably be a bit boring on Saturday now because Barrow won't bring in it. He'll probably be right in the far corner. Surprise any of you lot will turn up then, really, if you can't throw throw bottles or pens at each other. No, they don't throw bottles. They take the lid off you. And the reason why they do that, have you heard that? The reason why they take the lid off you? Um, No. It's not to actually stop chucking. Sam Elliott said this on a Sunday debrief a couple of weeks ago. It's actually for health and safety because if you've got a bottle and it's got the lid up, it's, easy, it's harder to crush and people slip over on it and can fall. But if it hasn't got the bottle on it, you put it on the floor. If you go to slip on it, you'll crush it and you don't slip over and fall over. 
Can I be honest with you? That can't be right. It is right, actually. Fact of the day, that. We'll leave, right. we'll leave it there well, with the f- fact of the day. Facts. I'll be listening. If, if, if I'm available Sunday, which I am, I'm going to hopefully Sam will be there and I will be questioning him on this. Finchy facts. Or Sam Finchy's facts. facts of the day. Not, yeah, it won't really mind Sam's, but I'll st- I, I well, still know Finchy. You've I'll stolen still it. I'll, I've got to come up with a fact now for next week. But yeah, as you said, we'll be back on Sunday. The Sunday debrief will return at 7.30. We'll be going through everything that happens against Barrow. Uh, get involved, people, because it is becoming. We had a couple. Do you hear it with the Americans on on Sunday? I was listening. I was. I, I actually took part, which was yeah. bizarre for me. But this, yeah, the Americans. They come on. They, they're very good. Yeah, stateside. Aggie and Stephen. Very good. Very good. But yeah, we'll see. I'll see you. We might see you on Saturday. Barrel, barrel, barrel. Come on, We're you dons. We've got the barrel. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.